rise from your grave. Welcome to the Non Sequitur Podcast. That's a shout out for anybody that played Altered Beast back in the day. It's the opening line of that game. It's probably the only audio in the entire, I think it might be in the entire game. We haven't done a podcast in what, like six or seven weeks, I think. Really? It's the been least. a real, well, we did the E3 one a month ago. Yeah. And then it had been weeks before that. Oh. So we are kicking this one off. It is July 5th, 2012. And uh, we have a special guest with us today. Andrew, would you like to introduce yourself? Uh, hi, I'm Andrew. You I'm are good a, at this. <laughs> you are a podcast listener, both to ours and others. You could say that. Uh, we actually kind of had a, a weird little um, <laughs> bonding moment a couple weeks ago. Yeah, we realized that was we, really weird. We both listened to the same IGN podcast. Which would be, to my knowledge, like all of them. I only listen to Game Scoop and Podcast Beyond. So. Oh, that's interesting. Remember when we were friends? Yes. Past tense now. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Kelly, go. I'm Kelly. I'm Melissa. Amy. And I'm Luke. Uh, this is going to be a special episode because I'm dedicating it to my deceased nephew. He tragically died over the weekend. Uh, it was a unfortunate accident, wrong place, wrong time. Today was his funeral. So uh, shout out to Dylan. Uh, died at 19, so way too young. Uh, on a brighter note, though... Jackie and Scott just had a baby. Elias. He's a he's a boy. Eli- Elias. Elias. E L I A S. They just okay. call him Eli. I was Eli. born like four weeks ago. Does he have a book? Not yet. All right. But Jackie pumped him out in like fifteen minutes or something like that. Like it was the shortest pregnancy or delivery I've ever what? seen. That's nuts. <laughs> I don't remember the exact time, but it was active labor for those of you. <laughs> Is there a difference? Score. Yeah. There's passive labor. Yeah. What is that? So there's like the oh my gosh, the contractions hurt so bad, we should go to the hospital. And then there's the, okay, lady, push. Oh, okay. So so 15 minutes or whatever it was is kind of- It's still pretty good for active labor. Um, In fact, it's downright amazing. But it wasn't like, you know, she woke up 15 minutes later, had baby. You know, oh, had a twinge 15 minutes later, wah, baby. So how do all those women who like have him in the car on the way there, like, did they just wait through contractions too long? No, sometimes labor just goes really fast. Okay. Yeah. I know nothing about babies. And sometimes there's just a lot of traffic. What is a baby? Yes. <laughs> These basics sometimes just escape us. Um, quick mention from last podcast. We talked about E3 and video games. The Last of Us came up, and I said Ooh. that Melissa and I probably won't play it because it's just too violent. What? I learned after that show that you could theoretically stealth the whole game Sam Fisher style. Nice. Uh, so, so, sweetie, ah. do, you, do you think you'd want to play that game with me if I didn't kill anybody? <laughs> Probably. Yeah. What about yeah. that? Wait, wait, wait. Are you going to stealth the zombies too? I don't know if you can stealth the zombies. Okay. I'm not sure how that works, but I've heard it's got a really neat mechanic where the the other humans in the game will also collect resources. So if you're choosing to stealth through the game, you are electing not to get those resources. Hmm. So you have to be extra careful because they'll pick up the bandages and the and the the knives and, and whatever else. Interesting. Um, if you're just you know uh, stealthing around in the darkness, yeah, it just so. seems really brutal for Naughty Dog. Too naughty for naughty. Dog, it's a little. Say. It's a little dark. Every time yeah. I watch that trailer, it just makes me a little uncomfortable. I'm down with it. Um, that's just me. That's true. Yeah. All right. Enough of this chit chat on the intro. I think we'll let Andrew start it off with his first card. Oh man. Go. I didn't come prepared for this. Doesn't matter. I go. go. All you have to do already. is, is fl- just, just flip one over and read it. All right. I'll just go right to left, like some kind of. He hit the table. He did hit the table. Hit the we t- just oh, told man. him not to punch me. Punch me. <laughs> keep keep your go word. Ahead. Just hit me. No. Second second right. time. First one's free. Yeah. Okay. He's like a drug dealer. <laughs> just just give me a hook. All right. Do you have any issues with Copter Cat 
What about oh, taxidermy God. in general? All right. What is copter cat? copter cat? We have been scolded in the past for sharing videos on the podcast yeah. live, but I decided to <laughs> disregard everything people had said in the past and bring this video for everybody to watch. Okay, so there's cat and he's got helicopters on his feet. Oh my that lord. That is the greatest thing. Oh, I've ever he seen. actually flies. Wow. Man, it's a stuffed cat flying. He's got his legs are outspread. <laughs> he's totally spread eagle in a way that a cat should never be able to bend yeah. with like, helicopter he's the, propellers. He's got that comical, you know, if, if the cat splatted on the it's concrete. It's like if you it's just pinned a flying squirrel to a tree, yeah. but it was a cat. <laughs> wow. It's really disturbing. Because I really no, he's scaring cats. cows away. So the cows he's are terrorizing disturbed. cows, which is really awesome. But, oh, wow. I like the music. I put that there. Did you? <laughs> And he lands on his little... All right, I will obviously have to share a video with the podcast, but that is from a Dutch artist who (laughs) lost his cat. He had two cats, Wilbur and Orville, named after the Wright brothers. So Orville gets hit by a car, and this artist decides that he's going to basically have his cat gutted and then makes a quadricopter out of its taxidermied carcass. So he he presents this thing because he's going to fly it around in in an art gallery in the Netherlands and he shows this video online and it explodes into just, you know, uh, you know, PETA was up in arms about it because it was disgraceful to the remains of the cat and all sorts of other things. I personally think it's one of the coolest things I've ever seen. Yeah. Just, but it's definitely disturbing. Yeah. It's just, but it's really funny too. <laughs> Is it yeah, funny? It's like, yeah. it's, it might've been the music you threw behind there. That's possible. That yeah, I might've, I might've theme, twisted but... it a little bit. How I do don't you want one. You don't want one. You don't <laughs> yeah. want a dead cat stuff well, and no. filled with electronics. No. no. Not even for novelty's sake? No. What if it was free? No. What if it wasn't at one what if it was, point alive? Yes. What if it was like a stuffed animal copter? That no. would just be weird. So you just don't want helicopters, I'm guessing. Let's start the basics. You're against aviation. Do you want... Yes. <laughs> How do you feel about flying? Me. How do you feel about cows? Because clearly it's a great way to take out some pent-up aggression. Maybe I, from I mean, I, I, have, I don't really care about a remote control flying anything. Okay, so let's back off from the cat part. What about taxidermy? Because it freaks me out whenever I go into someone's house and they've got a deer head on the wall. I don't know. I, I can ignore that pretty easily. It's not really that weird to me, except when people try to immortalize their pets. That's a little freaky. I mean, when they have like a dog that's been stuffed and put on a stand. Yeah, yeah. you should probably move on because next time you get another animal, they're going to be really freaked out by that thing and wonder what your plans are. Actually, yeah, Kelly, you, you are one of the most like passionate animal lovers I've ever known. Would you ever even consider having an animal stuffed? I, I mean, I, I cremated one of my dogs. Okay. And I've still got her at home, but like in a little urn, remains, or, yeah, kind of nice. Yeah, in a little urn, but it's not any more extreme than you'd go with a person, right? You're not thinking of yeah. taxidermying no. that's one that passes no, away. No, that would disturb me. I wouldn't yeah. want to see her and wish she was alive all the time. Yeah. You know, that would. I think that would be harder to let go than you know having the ashes. Okay. Yeah. What, what about taxidermy in general? People that have deer heads and whatnot. I say I find it a little weird to keep trophies of dead things. That <laughs> In, just in general. Yeah. I mean, that said, though, I was over at a uh, at a shipping store the other day, and there were a couple of, like, 14-point buck yeah, antlers huge, on yeah. the floor with, you know, do-not-touch signs on them because they're clearly being shipped somewhere, and I was impressed. I was like, oh, man, that's <laughs> cool. And then I, but then I thought, well, oh, I bet they were a lot cooler on the freaking... Yeah. So, so the, uh, to, to make you feel better, a- antlers are deciduous? 
Yes, yeah. I know. These definitely okay. were not deciduous antlers. They had chunks of the skull attached, oh. so they, they've been sawed off. <laughs> yes. That's yeah. unfortunate. Yeah, they, they were dead, dead deer. I, so Aaron and I once had a conversation about this, and my, my premise is basically like the bigger an animal gets and the more, I guess, just impressive its size becomes, the less okay I am with it being killed. And that goes everything from like big elk to large spiders you find in the house. Yeah. And it's always been that way. If you find a sufficiently awesome spider in your house, like huge, terrifying, you always have to put it outside. You can never kill those ones because they've... They've endured so long, it feels like <laughs> rude to end their life prematurely. I tend to take a more so you can never aspect like on that and just take kill it down with an fire. elephant. <laughs> no, like I remember once I watched a, a video of, of guys, you know, hunting lions. Oh, and for whatever reason, the, the, the younger lions I felt more okay with. With older, more like established, big mane, kind of the, you know, the, the head of the pride kind of thing. Those ones that like broke my heart. Mm-hmm. And I don't know why I associate <laughs> like bigness with like preservation. <laughs> Even beyond the taxidermy thing, can we just all agree that modern art has become the biggest joke on the planet? We can agree on that. I think that's easy to come to some kind of consensus. Do you guys like art? I know Amy once talked about supporting a Kickstarter for art. Weird taxidermy, animal, weird, no. No, not not on board. What about you, Melissa? Art? I love art. I mean, do you think the cat is art? If we go by the, like, supposed to make you feel something definition. Well, yeah, you (laughs) you guys totally felt something. I I don't think that I don't think that I would classify, you know, modern art or cat art or whatever (laughs) as as something I enjoy. But, you know, people like that stuff, you know, sort of that performance element to kinds of art. Some people really, really like it. I typically don't. My my tastes are much more mundane than that. But I still respect people's difference in taste. All right. We should move on. All right. How about yeah, a listener a question idea. from Scott, new father in Minnesota. How much? Oh, this is going to be a good one for Andrew. This oh, is why no. I started. Yeah. How <laughs> much ridicule does contemporary Christian music deserve to get? Has the genre gotten better or worse over time? Oh man, how many people do we know listen to this? Lots of people, but I'm All curious right. what you have Let's to say about words this. wisely. Um, I think it deserves maybe just slightly more criticism and ridicule than secular pop i really don't know how to do this without just going off go off uh, get on your pedestal i don't want to do that soapbox it i want to hear it go for it oh it's just <laughs> the problem it's, is that in many cases it all sounds the same yeah it's st- i'm still trying to bite my tongue here it's wrapped in plastic comes out on a conveyor belt it's isn't that very, all modern music though uh, no then as far as not as goes, like, but <laughs> well, but I mean, it's all like super produced, right? I mean, yeah, it's, to the it's point where it's sterile. Pr- yeah. it's devoid of any kind of content or substance. It's very no, it's not. well. I'm painting with the broadest brush musically. in the world. <laughs> I'm not being fair to artists that don't suck, you know, like John Mark <laughs> McMillan and Michael Gunger.
think most stuff that you would hear on quote unquote Christian radio is. Oh, see, we can go off as, as much as we want on Christian radio. Well, yeah, it's kind of a different thing than Christian music. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, then define Christian music. I mean, Jesus didn't die to save MP3 files, but <laughs> that's true. That's true. Um, I mean, I don't know. It, it's, a, it's a weird kind of dividing line. I once had a conversation with someone just recently about Switchfoot and the fact that they are a successful Christian band, but I can't In think of quotes. a single uh, song by them that mentions Jesus by name. By Which name, seems like a tough. strange... Yeah, I know, you know John Foreman's solo stuff does. I look out the window The birds are composing Not a note is out of tune Or out of place I walk to the meadow And stare at the flowers than any girl on her wedding day So why should I worry Why do I freak out God knows what I need You know But still, they, they, they're walking like a weird middle ground yeah. kind of between... They're, they're kind of doing the U2 thing. They're just kind of skirting the fence there. I think I just combined like two colloquialisms, <laughs> but <laughs> skirting the fence. How do we yeah, feel about the bands thing. then that do walk that middle line? Is that more or less acceptable? Would you rather have someone go all out or try to be some kind of middle of the road? I don't know. On one, point, on one hand, you could say that, oh, well, they're just trying to avoid criticism and please everybody. But on the other hand, maybe that's just not their goal. I mean... As to whether or not it should be, that's a different conversation. But I don't know, man. There's, I could argue either side of this all day. <laughs> Amy, I want, I want to hear a counterpoint. You love Christian radio, or music at least. I don't like the radio stations very much. I get really annoyed. I, <laughs> I think that it has grown. The, Gotten better? or It has grown. <laughs> there's more of it. There's, there's more of it, and there's more of an acceptance of the different genres within the umbrella, if that makes any sense. Like, I mean, 10 years ago, Lecrae never would have been accepted as a Christian artist. Like, people would have said, no way could you have a rap artist that's a Christian doing rap. Like, it wouldn't have been accepted. It wouldn't have been acceptable. I wish you like, man. I know a lot of people that are scared to go die. Couple of them thinking they'll be living in the sky. While I'm here living, man, I gotta ask why. What am I here for? I gotta figure out. Waste my life, no, I gotta make it count. If Christ is real, then what am I gonna do about? Everything in Luke 12, 15, now the 21, you really gotta go and check it out. Paul said if Christ ain't resurrected, we wasted our lives. But that implies that our life's built around Jesus being alive. Everything I'm trying to show the world why. Christ is more than everything you'll ever try. Better than pretty women to sit in and live to get a minute of any women and minutes you and mine. It ain't no lie. We created for out of the dust he made. Jesus comes and he breaks his 
I got life. Matter of fact, better man, I know I got Christ. You don't see his ways in my days and my nights. You can hit my brakes, you can stop my life. Till I lost my rights, lost my life. Forget the money, cause it's cost that ice. The cost is Christ. They can never offer me anything on the planet that will cost that price. Now, it's totally normal. Those kinds of things. So I think that as contemporary Christian music grows, that you'll see more tug and pull one way and the other from different groups. I think that groups like Switchfoot, are, I don't think they should be criticized for not being blatant about it because I find sometimes I want to listen to music that's clean and isn't isn't just overly. I just want something fun that's clean. And I know that if I go to Switchfoot or somebody like Reliant K, that I'm going to find that. Supertones actually did a, I felt like they did a pretty good job of balancing. I really like the Supertones. Um, back when they were. Back. Yeah. Ska, baby. Uh, Ska but, forever. But they, they did a pretty good job of balancing where they had some songs that were very religious and some songs that were just kind of fun. And if you really listened to them, you could find those points. But most of the time, you didn't really find those points unless you were focusing on the words. So, I mean, I think that it's done a fairly good job of overcoming the it has to be fit in this box kind of music yeah we're not all michael w smith anymore but mike oh thank god (laughs) what it comes down to for me is are they growing and actually maturing and branching out into different subgenres, or are they like uh, christian dubstep what do you mean i I think that needs to stop happening immediately (laughs) but uh, i mean are, are they doing that or are they just sucking the tailpipe of culture to try and remain relevant as if jesus needed their help i need to hear kelly's take on this Oh, I'm dying to hear it. This <laughs> <laughs> is completely not my topic. Well, it totally is your topic. <clears throat> okay, of the Christian music I've heard from a distance, it sounds uncreative. It, mm-hmm. it doesn't. It doesn't move me in any way. I mean, it's uh, lyrics aside, just musically, it doesn't do anything for me. It doesn't. Music I like sends shivers up my spine because there's something in it that just. Yeah. gets to me which sure. is in, in a good way and I've never ever heard that in any Christian song I've yeah, ever heard I would agree with that wholly the day yeah. I find a Christian radio head is the day the world is about ready yeah. to end yeah see I mean that would I mean I, I still probably wouldn't listen to it because, <laughs> because I, I don't I don't want to you know the message isn't for me but um, I don't know yeah I've, I've, it's it's a whole genre of not for Kelly fair enough yeah I'm not sure. So I think get a question on there about if it's gotten better or worse. Um, it's yes. hard to say that I think because everybody kind of loves the the music of their childhood. There's always that <laughs> sentimental. Um, you know, Melissa always jokes that she's kind of stuck in the late '90s for her music tastes. And I think for me, there's a it's little true. bit of that too. I do like a lot of the modern Christian stuff, but there's always going to be soft spots in my heart for Audio Adrenaline and some of those oh, older man. bands. I forgot um, they. I forgot about all that. That's, See, that so was my the, childhood too. I know. And so it's like, it's hard to say that it's gotten better or worse because there's so much nostalgia for the old things that I don't even look at it objectively anymore. I mean, I do love, you know, a lot of the modern people I love, like Jeremy Riddle and people like that, but there's always going to be that, that return to the old things. Um, you know, you'll hear a song on the radio from 15 years ago. And you're like, oh, I remember when I was in middle school or at summer <laughs> camp. And it's like, you know, how can you compete with that? All right. Next card. Let's keep this moving. Good job not offending that. anybody, by the way. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, this or that. <clears throat> Salt or pepper? Pepper. <laughs> the world the world, once you pick, loses the other one. What? 
Okay, salt. My, we'd die without salt. <laughs> Whoa. No, no, no. Well, yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah. You can get sodium well, do we still have sodium and chlorine? Like, yeah, we can totally Are we talking still... about just table salt? <clears throat> All right, I'm just joking. Doesn't matter. Just pick one. Okay, you can only have one for the rest of your life. Okay, I was going to say, because I need some of it in me to live. You can get it properly. Okay. Or, or, no, let's, say, okay kitchen table. let's say it's something you can't, it can be in your food. You can have salt in your food if it comes that way from God or the store, but <laughs> you don't get to have the pepper or salt shaker ever again. Okay. So uh, which one do you in pick? In that case, I pick salt. Pepper. Salt. Salt. Oh, salt win. <sighs> Rough. Salt right. makes Just food would... taste more like itself. Yeah. Is that like an old cliche? No, that's and like eggs what with salt is. Are like oh. the greatest thing <laughs> Science. ever. What is Kelly? So, eggs with salt on them. Or just eggs with salt. And How about just also any breakfast food? Pretty much potatoes. Potatoes need salt, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and tomatoes. Pepper. Mm, and I oh, I love pepper, kinds of but peppers. If I had to pick one, I'm going with the thing that makes guy, food taste more like itself. All right, green card. Do you have any objection to Lego characters speaking in the upcoming video games? Yes. What's the deal? It's what? weird. Is it weird or is it bad? Well, it, it's weird, and it's different. In, They've in never the done Batman, it. The voices were wrong. I don't know what was Wait, wrong what, with what, them, what, but they were wrong. How could they be wrong? There was never a previous so, Batman voice. They, they didn't sound like yes, they do yes, in my head. I'm they don't gravel. sound like what they would have in my head, and they were wrong. Hmm. Yeah, okay, you know what bothers me about it? It's 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 that when they didn't speak, it was more creative. You know, they had. They had other ways of telling a story. Now they're just going to talk a lot. Well, okay. So let me, let me back this up for people who are totally confused about what we're talking about. Uh, <laughs> historically, there's been Lego games based on old movies. So things like Raiders of the Lost Ark, the whole um, Indiana Jones Star series, Wars, Star Wars, uh, Harry, Potter. Harry Potter. So they're all movies that people Batman. are well... Yep. Yeah, we'll come back to that one. Okay. These old movies that everybody's really familiar with. So by doing a simple like... <laughs> Or making a face, you know exactly what Han Solo is feeling or about to do. You don't need to have the actual dialogue. The interesting thing about the Batman game you guys played today is that it's a new story. There is no previous movie connection. But the original Batman game wasn't based on a movie And that's either. why I was going to ask. So between the two Batmans, would you rather there be a story told through dialogue or a story told through... <laughs> uh I think that having recently replayed the Batman, the original Batman on my PSP, I like it. I like the way that the, the cutscenes tell the story, and it's all through just moving around and pointing. There's at a lot stuff. of physical humor. I feel like they're yeah. going to probably lose yeah. when they start talking. Yeah. And, and watching the Batman, and watching and playing the Batman too, it was weird that they were talking, and it was really annoying because they didn't sound right, and it just. It's much less charming. Yeah. Okay. It's it's kind of like the difference between Charlie Chaplin and Will Ferrell. <laughs> oh man, that, that, I think there's that, a lot of those two different there. kinds of of humor. You know, Charlie Chaplin was all about you know swinging that cane, exaggerated movement, exaggerated and, motion. Yeah. yeah. T- you know, telling a story through actions and visuals, and and Will Ferrell is all about you know the little quips yep. and the you know one-liners and stuff like that. And I feel like that's exactly what's going to happen. I like what Amy said about them not sounding right compared to what you had imagined in your head. I think that's something that people struggle with, with franchises that started out without voice actors and go on for a long time. And I think that's why the internet will argue about whether or not Link and Zelda should have voice actors for Never. days. Yeah, I, I wouldn't Kelly, care that Kelly, much. Yes or no? Yes or no, I, I'd Kelly. I'd say no as well. I will boycott that game yes. <laughs> to the ground. 
I've gotten I will to the point go, where I don't care anymore. But I'm, I, what, what is, I what is that, Reggie? Don't. I will kill Reggie. <laughs> okay, well, they <laughs> gave, Reggie's like 10 feet they tall. They Mario a voice. Idea. Mario has a voice. an elephant gun. Are you okay with that? What? Mario has a voice. Nintendo 64. Since he's been 3Ds out of voice. It's me. It's a Mario. I know, but that was the first time that happened. Okay. That's interesting. So did you have a problem with it then? It was one line. And he had cartoons before that. All right. I mean, cartoons with his voice. Are those well, canon? <laughs> generic racist no, Italian. Not, what's yeah. canon in, in Mario? Please. Fair enough. Yeah. <clears throat> did uh, Did anybody have any problem with the uh, the Lord of the Rings demo trailer we just watched? Are you Are you happy that they did the voices from the movie, or would, would you have rather had them just do the grunts? I think they saved a lot of money. <laughs> yeah. Because that one has uh, good voice acting. So Lord of the yeah. Rings voices or grunts? It's grunts. less charming. I agree with that, but I think that by using the language from the movie, the they sound like what you think they should sound. They sound like, like what you think. Yes, but I think that you're going to lose a lot of the creativity of it because stuff was based on movies. Yeah, but it, it was kind of one of those like you never knew what you were going to find, and if you have the language, if you have words in there, I think that it's going to be a little bit more like set. I know what's going to come versus I kind of know what's headed my way, but I don't really know what's coming. Kind of lost Lego context, too. Now it's just a bunch of chibi versions of Lord of the Rings characters. Yeah. It's like, oh, Elijah Wood's about the same height, but now Gandalf (laughs) is small and yellow. That's a good point. All right, Kelly. Oh, it's my turn. All right. Uh, We're going to go with another listener question from Kyle and Tumwater. What's up, Kyle? What thing, e.g. music, clothes, etc., do teenagers love right now that you don't understand at all? <laughs> oh, man. Wow. Melissa, you, were, you work with teenagers every day. Oh, is there man. anything that you sorry. see that is just baffling, utterly confusing? Skirt's so short you can't sit on them. There you go. <laughs> okay. Just from a practical kind yeah, of... Yeah, it just seems uncomfortable. For as sexy as you want to be, it's just like impossible to function. Yeah. Is that really common? Isn't it like a t- take them to the principal's office, like make them go home, wrap a towel around their way? I mean, I could do that. Do you choose not to? I mean, yeah, unless it's like actively making me uncomfortable in my classroom or causing a, a major disruption. None of the boys are looking has, at you. Exactly. <laughs> which has never happened, by the way. But it, th- that's kind of where I've drawn the line for myself because there's so much flagrant violation of what I know to be the dress code that I just. I can't, I can't send them all to the office. It would be half my class on a sunny day. <laughs> um, this, the short skirts are, are the most baffling thing. I mean, there are a lot of things I think are strange or silly or I just want to shake my head and pretend I didn't know that that was popular. But um, that's the only one that's actually confusing to me. Hmm. All right, who else? Justin Bieber. In general, like as a musician or? Him and that entire genre of music. I don't get it. Is that a genre? Uh, I'm the whiny boy uh, yeah. with the floppy hair. Okay, that's been going on for yeah. decades. Yeah, that's what it's all so it's, it's like, like yeah. Was that a good Aaron Bieber Carter. impression? That was a good Bieber yeah, impression. Sure. It really was. was about but like that well, whole but. Disney, <laughs> that whole Disney Channel, you know, teeny bopper Okay, Melissa sexuality. likes Disney Channel stuff, though. Uh, Hannah Montana? No. No, not really. Okay. No. Uh-uh. So that, it was awesome back when we were young, and there was like Chippendale on it. Were they on that channel? I don't know. Disney? Rescue Rangers. Something Rescue like Rangers. We'll go with that. Back when it was actual like, <laughs> I know children's was. entertainment, Tailspin. not like porn for kitties. <laughs> yes. you know? Wait, are you saying that like Selena Gomez is a porn actress now? 
What are you talking no, about? No, I'm just saying that she's a sec- an over-sexualized <laughs> icon for these very young, impressionable children who yeah. then grow up to think, oh, Wear short skirts to, to Melissa's class. Yeah, I have to look this certain way, you know, to be like my idol. And That's not new, though. I know it's not new, but it still baffles me. I, mean, yeah. I, I, like I, I hear you that it baffles yeah. you, but it's not new. All right, other teenager things. It's not really a teenager thing. It's a weird thing that I've seen non-teenagers doing as well. But the ombre hair. What is that? It's yeah. that like grading from one color to another color. So like Isn't your that just called laziness? color into pink. Isn't that just so I like that. That's, like, that's just like I got my hair bleached and then I stopped caring. <laughs> yeah, like there, there's a lot of that. And people go, oh yeah, my hair's on. No, you just are being lazy. And that's what the problem is, is that it it just looks like you're lazy. It doesn't actually look good. I have seen Wait, Kelly's going to stand here. up for this? I, I have seen well, you pictures, have pictures of teenage girls nice on your phone? creepy collection. Yeah, no, what are you just, talking about? I, I found this picture of this. It's it's. It, you can't even see the girl. She's got this weird shawl on. You can't see anything of her. It's just her hair. Ah, it's, dude. It looks cool. She looks like an anime yeah, character. Yeah, that's kind of really, really gross. <laughs> <laughs> oh, come on. Right. I, I mean, I, I think, think the ombre cool. is, is cool. Amy, yeah or nay? I don't like it in the hair. All right, I just whatever. don't like it in the hair. Why do you have a whole I, collection of, of girls' hair pictures? This is that's the one. No, this is one creepy. picture in a thousand. Right. In a pool of a thousand other like creepy yeah, pictures. <laughs> no, I don't have a million creepy pictures of girls' hair. Right, just a one thousand. picture in a thousand that has, is of <laughs> hair. See, this is like the other stuff that I have on there. Pictures of you, excellent. Pictures of me. So vanity that's and creepy <laughs> pictures of girls' and hair. A, a, there's a bridge here. Look at this dog. As <laughs> <laughs> he says, "Look at this dog." Yeah. I like it. <laughs> All right. So things that people do that I find offensive, high schoolers mainly, but other people as well. And that's Uggs. I think the whole Ugg thing. <laughs> is that still, still a thing? It is still a thing. That's I still really see people wearing around like nasty, fuzzy, corduroy, ugly, sometimes quilted. Girls don't have circulation in their feet. Uh, it's like <laughs> science. That's so. true. I'm married to one of them women. It's like yeah. icicles at the ends of their legs. Yeah. But yes. all the heat rises and they so get So you're saying the Uggs are functional? Like they, yeah, maybe. They're like snow boots <laughs> for the summer? I've heard that. <laughs> really? I've heard they're really warm. Ugh. I have no desire I to wear them. I bet they smell atrocious. Yeah. yeah they're pretty much like fuzzy crops. Because they'll wear them in like 90 fuzzy degree crops, weather. Yeah. And I'm just like, no. What is wrong with no. you? No. All right, okay. Andrew, anything? I'm 19 and I hate teenagers. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Part of that is just... Man, where do I even start? Okay, my biggest complaint <laughs> after moving back to Olympia after all these years is just everyone downtown is just listening to a bunch of recycled hardcore bands and running around with anarchy tattoos and black clothing with zippers all over the place. It's like, yeah, I'm really mad because my suburban mom made me wear a bike helmet as a kid, so like, cops are stupid, and <laughs> I'm going to sell these bands that have these same breakdowns over and over and double kick drums and... <laughs> Screaming from the bowels of their lungs. That'll show mom and dad. Shut up. I, did, uh, <laughs> I don't get. The, look, look, at, mm. look at Melissa's. Yeah, like that. <laughs> yeah. Except, <laughs> you know, obnoxious and horrible. Melissa's got you, some serious emo hair going on. Right you don't now. understand the, the depths. Well, they're not even aloof or intelligent. They're just uh, angry. The, the abyss, it, it calls to my soul. <laughs> I've never seen you Did more. You I've never seen you look more disaffected in my life. <laughs> like, <laughs> just like, I thought you were a lot more optimistic than that. Yeah, get a picture real quick. <laughs> <laughs> I 
That's fantastic. Uh, I don't, never, uh, ever, ever do that with your hair again. Oh, man. It turns out my new haircut works really well for angst if I need it yes. to. Man, that, worked, that made great radio right there. Made me very uncomfortable. <laughs> Some good angst. Everyone knows exactly what we're talking about. <sighs> All right, who's your last? Kel? I guess it's your turn, Andrew. Yeah. I'll drop a listener question. Do you think that was Van Tyne, by the way? That's Van Tyne, yeah. yeah. Hey, what's going on, Kyle? Talk to that guy sometimes. All right, from Andrew in Sydney. I'm gonna. Whoa, not... that's an international yeah. question. We should have like a gong or something Man, for our international listeners. Pipe to my voice out today. I'd try to butcher your accent, but uh, <laughs> that's all right. I don't. Would dog nachos taste as good as beef nachos? Lou, why <laughs> did you post that on Facebook? Because I needed something to tell my boss the letters DN over the phone. <laughs> And I couldn't think of Delta, what's the right, Delta November is yeah. the proper military terminology for yeah. DN. I didn't know that. So I just said dog nachos and he understood <laughs> that I was saying DN. And then I started thinking like, like are dog uh, nachos things you give to dogs or are they things made out of dogs? Well, if it's And then Andrew apparently decided that we needed to settle this. I think the answer is to Andrew's question is no, regardless of which interpretation of dog nachos you go for. <laughs> Do they taste better than beef nachos? Kelly is not okay with this. No, Kelly's not on board. You give to dogs, regardless of what it's made of. Dog food is inferior to human food in taste. By your point, so it wouldn't be as good as beef nachos. And if it was made out of dog, I think it would be gamey and therefore not as good as beef nachos. If you guys want, I can settle this really quick. <laughs> um, yeah, living for you know, living in the Tri Cities in Eastern Washington for eight years, I've Kelly ate so many dogs. I'm pretty sure I've <laughs> eaten probably more dogs than beef at this point. Wait, and what? Just completely. Unassuming. You really feel comfortable? You've said you've done it. Eat a dog? Either, I don't think so. I don't think it is. I, well, of course it's not legal. There's a hundred thousand choco trucks out there. Choco? <laughs> I, apparently, I can't talk. There's a hundred thousand taco trucks. trucks out there that just they move with the stray dog populations around the county, <laughs> and it's really disgusting. And and uh, I don't know. I think I've probably been fed house pets and not even known it. Yeah. Which is why I can joke about it because it's not a positive, like, I'm not positive I've done that, but probably. All right, let, let's say, yeah, it's really not that much of a difference. Let's I mean, swing this the way that Aaron tried to swing it. <laughs> Hot dogs on your nachos or beef on your nachos? Which would you prefer? Beef, I guess, but I would not be necessarily opposed to hot dogs. Kelly? Beef. Beef. Yeah, no. Dogs on no hot dogs <laughs> or real dogs. Yeah, no. no nothing with yeah, dog nothing on dog top of my nachos. nachos. <laughs> Amy, what are you looking up? Is it legal to eat dogs? <laughs> I think it is, actually, as long as there's not no animal cruelism. As long as they're already Well, dead. I think it's state cruelty by state. So it's whether or not it's legal in Washington. That is thoroughly disturbing. But knowing Washington, it's probably perfectly legal. It's unless an, it's it was, an alternate lifestyle. It unless marked, it was though. passed in like 18... You well, ninety seven. But like yeah. F- FDA rules would make it so you had to label it as dog nachos on the menu. Like you couldn't yeah. say you're getting a beef tortilla, oh yeah, burrito, whatever. And <laughs> unless but, beef is in quotes or something. <laughs> so it's illegal to eat dog in the fifty states. Oh. Nice, really, oh, in in a state as blue as this. Yeah, <laughs> seriously. Dog nachos, hot dogs. Yes, hot dogs are. Gross. All right, thank you, Andrew, for derailing. <laughs> Apple is notorious for including skeuomorphism in its software design. How do you feel about this practice? All right, so I had to brief everybody here on skeuomorphism before we started. First, I would like to spell the word skeuomorphism, just so that everyone can understand our confusion. Visualize it. (laughs) S-K-E-U-O-M-O-R-P-H-I-S-M. Skeuomorphism. It's come from a Latin word. 
And it is that practice that Apple often uses of taking something that's old, like a legal pad, and making a digital version of it for your iPad. So that as you type, you were writing on a yellow piece of paper with lines and like weird cardboard at the top. Mm-hmm. Or having the you know MP3 player on your iPhone be a reel-to-reel tape player from the well, 70s. The podcast or, app, at least. Yeah, the podcast app. I mean, so they have this weird tradition of always going back to these kind of archaic, not archaic, but old-fashioned <laughs> versions <laughs> Of doing the things you're currently doing and then making them digital for the sake of familiarity? No, it's, it's, oh my gosh, I can't believe you don't love skeuomorphism. You are the most nostalgic person ever sure. in the whole wide world. But not for things that don't make sense. I mean, we still have Microsoft Word having a little blue disc for saving. Yeah, kids these Nobody days don't know uses, what a floppy yeah, is. <laughs> like, why do they have that? Just because we recognize it? Yeah. Like, well, that one actually, I don't think that would count as skeuomorphism. I think having the disc, it has become the icon that means right to disc. But why? Like, do kids, I, I'd love to know if your high schoolers even know that that's they a disc. They probably don't, but it doesn't matter because the symbol is understood. Now. I mean, yeah, it means save now. I mean, like a stop sign. Why is it red and octagonal? Because it's always been red and octagonal. Mm. Skewmorphism is now. more like the, you know, the cover screensaver or whatever on my <laughs> iPad is, you know, like a leather briefcase or yeah, whatever. Yeah. Like that's, that's skewmorph. Just to clarify sure. for those of you listening, skewmorphism is much more hipstery. I mean, let's be bit. honest. It's, it's Apple. H-word comes up again. <laughs> hipsters love nostalgia Apple and they love to- technology and Apple brings the two together yes, they- in a way that they can't help but love. Oh my they market, Lord. <laughs> they market to pretentious douchebags like myself that Do you have are, an iPhone? I, if I were employed, I would, but <laughs> tragically I was laid off. Anyway, uh, it's, what was I talking about? Yeah, the, the market to people like me who are nostalgic about decades they didn't exist through. I mean, that's, I'm. Uh, I actually like yellow legal pads. I got really sad for a second. Even in digital form? <laughs> no, but I don't like touchscreens, so. I remember in college there was a girl next to me, she had an uh, Apple laptop, and her like note-taking software had like a spiral, like a metal spiral down the center of two <laughs> white pages with lines on them. So she's typing, and it's that like going on the lines of the spiral-bound notebook on her laptop. And it was just like, what is going on here? Like, I don't even understand why there's a spiral in there. You do know that Microsoft's OneNote can do the same thing. The yeah, but then you'd be using thing? Microsoft yep. products. And- hey, no. <laughs> Kelly, you have an iPhone. Do you see this stuff pop up now and now and then? Yes. How do you feel about it? I don't care. You really don't care? Like I it's, really don't. <laughs> is it because you're old enough that you're like, I remember legal pads? I don't think I even noticed. Really? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it just, just didn't even phase me. So a lot of people have been giving them crap for the last couple of years because they're always <laughs> kind of like a forward thinking, like leading edge, got to make things the new next best thing. And for whatever reason, their design aesthetic keeps going back to this skeuomorphism. And is that not popular, though? Well, I, mean, I wonder if it's going to eventually get kind of tired. Like, Oh, sure, it will. Everything does at some point. But I think vintage feeling stuff to some degree is just kind of, I hate to use this word, but in at the moment. And uh, I don't know, you could, maybe they're maybe they're using that because it's popular. Or maybe it's popular because they're using it and they, Apple has as much influence as they do. But I mean. I, I think you're giving too much like there's so many options you don't have to have the yellow legal pad yeah sure i'm just saying that's the default stuff that apple because vintage is in but if you like you know glass and chrome space (laughs) age what have you you can just click the glass and chrome button but isn't it weird that like the hardware you're holding your beautiful sexy retina display on your ipad or your new laptop or whatever is like awesome and chrome and glass and sleek and then it's like oh leather legal pad uh, yeah, it's not like it's removing functionality by forcing you to use a you know brand new device and 
make it feel old. It's just, it's just an aesthetic. It's nothing really more than that. And I don't know, it's better than just staring at a blank white page. I think it adds an interesting bit of character, but I'm not that worried about it. I think that having done NaNoWriMo and... That was a really cool word. <laughs> <laughs> National Novel Writing Month. Oh. Um, it's the abbreviations for that. One of the things that they talk about is that it's so hard to write on a blank page to be the like to write on the first part of the blank page to get started. Yeah. And I think that adding the lines, that adding those things that are familiar and comfortable to some people and to some people that just grow up with, you know, that's what it always looks like. It takes it away from being just a blank white page because suddenly it's this page that has lines and you can fill up the lines and you feel like you've accomplished something hmm. when you know you've filled up the lines versus oh my gosh, I have this blank white page that I just have to keep going and I don't know when it's going to end. You you kind of see an end with the with the page. So I, I see some value in it. Like they said, it's aesthetic and it's silly, but there's some value to it in certain situations. All right, so it's just me and my Apple hatred then. Yes. I kind of figured yeah. you look like you would hate Apple a whole lot. Oh, that's my turn. I'm going to do a blue card. Aaron from New York. Um, why does everyone wear blue clothing? Why is it so rare to see someone wearing green? I am wearing green shorts. Ooh. So you're a trendsetter. Got green shorts. Also, I could give an answer to this that may or may not be right. I'm actually curious. What is your answer? Um, I've noticed this. Not everybody looks good in green. What does that mean? Uh, Green's a hard color to wear. You need to find the exact right shade of green for your skin color. Blue, on the other hand, seems to be fairly universally flattering. Is it really a skin color thing? It's not like other garments that you're also wearing or? Well, that too, but a lot of it comes to, comes down to skin tone. So is it, is it just our perception of what people's skin looks like when they're wearing, like you look more yellow or something when you're wearing green? Yeah. Some people actually have green undertones to their skin. They have a more olive toned skin. Aliens. And when you're, when you're mixing makeup for them, like stage makeup and stuff, you actually have to add green into it to make their skin tone look natural on stage. Kelly, you don't wear very much green, and you're Irish. What's the deal? I have green tattoos. That doesn't count. Sure it does. <laughs> Do you own any green clothing? Yes. What? I don't know, some shirts. <laughs> <laughs> I own one green shirt. I own two? What do I own? You have a shirt with giraffes on it, and one of your neo-gaff shirts is kind of an That's true. Green. I do have two oh, shirts now that are green. Yes. But Aaron's got a point. So Aaron is now, like, CEO, CFO, some high and mighty position of a clothing store in New York, in Manhattan. Nice. I don't know exactly. Kelly, do you know? C-O-O, C-O-O, C-A-C-H-O-O. Something like that, yes. Right. <laughs> a lot of letters. Um, but he, he's now like running basically a very high-end. <laughs> <laughs> she just spelled it out. It was good. All right. <laughs> Cuckoo what? Cuckoo. Cuckoo. <laughs> I was like, wait, what? Letters. Um, so I'm sure that I he am prob- the walrus. He probably <laughs> focuses more on these kinds of little details. I wonder if. Probably. I wonder yeah, if- I'm wearing like black and white and some gray and a little red. You're drab, son. I am. Urban, yeah. urban chic Fashion. right there. Moody and depressed. That's what I said. <laughs> yeah. Monochrome. Oh, I, here I, comes I tend to be. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Aaron, you're going to have to give us some more detail about this because uh, maybe you guys should just start selling more green clothes. And no, then I feel like you would know better than we would. Wear. But if you can get the right shades. But it's more difficult to get the right shades. So if you're going to... <laughs> so if you find a shirt in the right green, because... I mean, let's even say t-shirts don't come in every shade of green from a particular manufacturer. They might make three shades of green when green is in. 
So that doesn't even mean all the time. So if even if the store is selling three shades of green shirts, if none of those three work for your skin tone, why would you? You're not going to buy any of those shirts. But the navy blue shirt looks good on pretty much everybody. All right. I have this thing against green. I have never liked wearing it. The fact that I have to wear a green apron every day at work drives me insane. Get a new job. Oh, I have green jackets. Yeah? Yeah. Hmm. Like big green jackets. I got one from Aaron, actually. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> so he's spreading the green love. That's right. There you go. All right. I'm drawing my personal yellow card. It says Fenatec Test. So I don't know if you guys saw on Facebook, listeners. Uh, I recently posted a video review of like $1,300 worth of high-end racing gear is a crazy steering wheel with multiple different rims and like hardcore pedals and yeah. it is probably one of the best steering wheels ever made by any company for anybody and i was selected to test it i had to pay 50 percent just to retain you know right um that but i was i was legally bound by nda to not share anything about it until the embargo lifted oh, and so cool the review is pretty positive i think it's a it's a question of value whether or not you want to spend thirteen hundred dollars as a normal consumer <laughs> kelly you tried it tonight and i yeah. i haven't seen you smell that big in quite a while <laughs> it's really good i mean if if you've used other uh racing wheels um you you can immediately feel this one's different because most of them are made of plastic and not the highest end plastic. Talking to you, either. Microsoft. Yeah, seriously. Yeah, yeah. I have so, one of those wheels downstairs, and it creaks just when you touch it. Yeah. So, and this is like metal. You, when you when you pick up the wheel, it's heavy. It's, it's really heavy. heavy. That whole thing is yeah. like uh, sixty eight pounds. Jeez. Yeah. See, it's it, awesome. It's well constructed. You can tell. You. I mean, you could hit it with a baseball bat, and it would keep going. I'm sure. Probably break the bat first. Yeah. Yeah. And it, and the force feedback was really good. It felt like I was on the road. And and that I mean that's what I like about racing sims is when you get that wheel going and mm-hmm. and you feel you can feel the wheels skipping through the 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 wheel. Yeah, I no, I think the the most through, posi- through the steering column, yeah. The most positive right. thing I can say about this thing is it it really feels like a real car. It's got two different belts inside. One that mainly focuses on giving the force, and one that deals with the more subtle nuances of, mm. of steering angle and and tire grip. And so as you're playing your racing sim, like you can easily kind of lose focus and, and forget that you're sitting in your living room in a chair. Like the <laughs> feeling coming through the wheel is much like driving a real car. Yeah. And I think the craziest thing about that whole setup is the pedals. The gas has like a full length travel. The brake actually gets harder as you press it. And there's a load <laughs> cell inside that actually like. Yeah. So awesome. But then the clutch, the clutch is <laughs> the craziest thing I've ever used. Kelly, your face like lit up when I told you to press it. It it has that yeah. weird like bite point that a real clutch does. Yeah. I've never seen that in a wheel <laughs> anywhere else, any other company. It's really cool. Yeah. It's amazing. So if you guys are out there listening to this and you live in the area, you should come check it out. I'm going to have to send it back because I can't afford to keep it. But uh, I think I've got it for another like week or two. So nice. if you want to feel the awesomeness of digital cars. <laughs> I do have one question <laughs> yeah. for you, Kelly, about when you're testing it there a minute ago. Sure. Uh, what were you playing and why wasn't it Forza? Oh, <laughs> I was, what was I playing? You're playing R factor two. Yeah. R factor two, because it's, it's better than Forza. <laughs> better question is why were you crashing so much? <laughs> you got a really I wasn't great feel for it. grass. Yeah, I did actually. Um, no, because I, I, you know, I only had like, yeah, I said, here, here, sit down. You've never and played this I've game never before. been on the, yeah, I've never played R factor before. I've never used the wheel before never been on that track before <laughs> so there's a lot of you know you did pretty well there was I'm a lot of impressed. learning curve to, <laughs> to get over there 
in that first couple of laps. <clears throat> I was and I was trying to race, you know, that I had a cars in front of me. So yeah, you got it. There was the compulsion to get caught up. And, I'm going to make up all these places in the first corner. <laughs> <laughs> that was a terrible idea. Where's reverse? Reverse doesn't work. Ladies, do you have any interest in like sim racing? You guys don't even like driving real cars. That was sexist. That's true. No, well, that's not sexist. I was joking. It's not sexist. It's true. The Williams sisters do not like driving. I've gotten more comfortable with driving. Um, I, sometimes watching people drive is amusing. I do not. In the real world or like F1 on TV? Well, it's always amusing on F1. Okay. Um, the Sims is amusing sometimes, um, especially when you try to experiment with it, um, blind driving was highly amusing. Yes. Uh, should, we, should we explain what that was real quick? Melissa, can you explain that in a couple sentences? When I drove his my- eyes, Kelly tried to tell him. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> go straight This harder. was not really on the road. This was, <laughs> straight this was in a game. Go yeah. straight harder was what Kelly kept telling me. And I'm like, what does that mean? Like, push the gas harder? I don't know. So... It was a disaster. That's because you impossible. were still turning. And it's I was like, impossible. No, go straight harder. I, I guarantee you, whoever's listening, Carter Barnes, if you try to drive <laughs> with your eyes closed, with your wife telling you what to do, you will not do a lap. I'm not your wife. That's fair enough. All right. <laughs> All right, we should move on. Kelly. Yay, another yellow card. Crap. Higgs Boson. Oh, man, here it is. So, Boson. Boson. Yesterday, the oh, British. Boson. The British jerks over there in England decided to ruin on our Independence yeah, Day. Seriously. By making some big announcements. So They're they, just jealous they lost the revolution yeah, in the war. Th- it was yeah. really weird timing, right? They discovered the pansies. God particle. Sure, but why'd they announce it yeah, on Why'd they ruin July? our birthday? It could have been any other day, and they're like, ha, 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 America. Why would they care about our holiday? Why did they do it on the 4th? Because they're still bu- that's because when they discovered because it. Because of the it's terrible really things we did on Boxing Day, that's what. Wait, what did we do on Boxing Day? No Is Boxing Day still a thing? Isn't that Canadian? Yes. That was I'm confused. I thought that was the day after Christmas. I don't, I don't recognize Canada as an Asian. I'm totally confused. <laughs> Boxing Day is the day after Christmas. Yes. And it's the day we, that these servants got to day. Okay, so what's Bastille Day? That's French, and it was the day that the peasants all uh, stormed the jail. Right, in the right. Of so it's Paris. not just a rush song. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Okay. So the Higgs boson. Uh, so we have this standard model of physics, and it's been missing kind of the basic uh, underlying force that imparts gravity to mm-hmm. mass. Um, we've always kind of wondered how things work, and this boson was always kind of the the question mark that would fill in the last bits of the puzzle. And it was theorized back in the '60s by I think his name was Peter Higgs. I don't remember for sure, um, but anyway, they found it uh, theoretically yesterday. Well, they found it recently, but they published the results yesterday. They have a, a five sigma result, which means that the odds of being wrong are one in a million, essentially. Huh. Um, that they have that much confidence. That's, five that's standard deviations. Is that I think that means? must be what it is. Yeah, okay. five sigma. Um, but basically, uh, this is going to wrap up basically everything we know about the standard model of physics. And oh. these kind of things always make Melissa cranky. Uh, she doesn't like thinking about basic subatomic particles of life. Whenever we start talking about muons and gluons and... You made that last one up. No, these are real <laughs> things. I I'm thought kidding, he was I'm making cow noises. Don't forget quirks. No, no, no. Okay. We're going to get extra science-y for Melissa just to piss her off. All right. <laughs> there are 12 of the fundamental year. particles in the world. Broken into two categories. That we know. There are six quarks. There are six leptons. All right? The names of the quarks are as follows. Up, down, strange, charm, top, bottom. And those suck. Those are, yeah, names. those are really bad. The names of the leptons. Electron, electron neutrino. Muon, muon neutrino. Tau, tau neutrino. So those are Wait, the- where, What about protons? Protons are hadrons. <laughs> and there you go. 
they are not fundamental particles because you can break up protons to get things like the bosons. That's what what the whole hadron collider is. What about neutrons? Neutrons also are hadrons. But they're big. They are big. They're very big. That's the whole point. They break down into smaller bits. So the, the hard part about this and boson, so a photon is a boson. So a light particle is a boson. Okay. It has no mass. Okay. Okay. I should explain what bosons are because everybody's like, what's yeah. a Higgs boson? All right. The best way to describe this is that the Higgs boson is a little bit like paparazzi. Paparazzi <laughs> photographers. So if you think of other subatomic particles as having a celebrity status, the higher the celebrity status, the more paparazzi cling around them and the higher their mass becomes. So the Higgs boson is the thing that has the mass, and they are attracted to celebrity subatomic particles. So the more celebrity something has, the more paparazzi are around it, and the more mass is imparted to that other particle. So things like photons are like nothings. You know, they're like B actors in the background holding up the pitcher of water. <laughs> Nobody really cares about them. You know that B actors are actually more than that. Right? Ah, yeah. Okay, fair enough. Yeah. Okay. I, think I don't know how far down extras. that scale I could go before it actually means nothing. You know, extras. I don't know. Is that like a D? Is that a whole different category? Whole different category. All right. Extras in the background. That's what a photon is. And the, you know, the bosons are like, I'm going to take a picture of you because nobody knows who you are. <laughs> so this is the thing that we think gives mass and thus gravity so what, to what, the universe. What, like what are the more, what are the A-list particles then? Neutron. Well, I guess, okay, again, they're not, those 12 things I just mentioned, essentially. But electrons is one of those things. Yes, electrons were one of the leptons, uh-huh. so they have a value in celebrity land, and so bosons hang out around electrons. The dedication to that metaphor is awesome. Yes, it's this making sense. and eerily specific. The bottom line is that everybody that's been working on this lately is getting a Nobel Prize. I mean, I don't know, if, I don't know if Peter Higgs will get one. He's still alive, amazingly. He's been waiting 48 years for this to happen. Wow. Um, <laughs> but he's not the one that actually did the research at the end. So He just be- did the math at the beginning. It was a big question mark back in the 60s. Um, uh, You know, it was him and six other people that were thinking about it and, you know, got named after him ultimately. Hmm. But we think it exists. The funny thing about the the announcement yesterday is that they know that it is a boson. They're not sure it's the Higgs yet. So Hmm. that's going to be the big question mark. Most people think it is, but they're going to have to do more testing. And then we can finally put a nice little bow on the standard model. So there you go. What does this do to string theory? Oh, geez. It opens up a lot of possibilities. So, so big, it doesn't ruin string theory? No, no, no. It, it could give value to string theory. Okay. Um, no, the idea of the universe being mostly dark matter, like 98% of the mass of the mm. universe is dark matter. It's not even the stuff that we can feel, touch, hit. Right. Um, so byproducts of the LHC so back then in the day. So do these Higgs bosons relate in any way to dark energy? I remember no. that from my astronomy class. Dark energy is more like anti-gravity. So, so lost. okay. So one of the, uh, oh, we'll, we'll do this on another this, episode of the podcast. This is getting the most ridiculous. <laughs> I need pictures. Big bang. This is not good radio. Big bang explodes. <laughs> and theoretically everything would be slowing down as it gets to the edge of its big explosion. And the gravity of everything inside of the big bang eventually comes back towards itself. Right. That's the logical, like Newtonian physics of it. It's, it's like the whole theory. red shift, blue shift thing. Not quite. That's velocity. Dang it. So everything blows up <laughs> and it, okay. How about this? I remember things blowing up. Like I took astronomy. I didn't take physics. So so it blows up from a singularity and eventually slows down. 
Yeah. Does that right. make sense? Yes. yes. The problem is bending, that everything is getting farther apart faster. It's accelerating right. from the original Big Bang. And so the theory is that the gravity that you would normally expect to drive everything back together is being counteracted by dark energy, which hates everything and pushes it farther apart. You can save us by dragging on the card. I could do that. <laughs> All right. Crap, more science. <laughs> oh, I apologize. Space mining. Okay, so back in April, there was a big presentation at the Seattle Museum of Flight where a company called Planetary Resources was announced. Yes. Guys from Google, like Larry Page and Mm -hmm. Eric Schmidt, were on board. James Cameron signed on. Of course he did. What? He's going to try and create Avatar for real. It might actually happen. No, he's going to find LV-426 and kill everybody. (laughs) He's going to make the moon so glowy. (laughs) (laughs) So blue, man. All right, so we, okay, we we always think that, like, we've got the moon and only the moon, but that's not true. There's like 7,000 other asteroids that orbit our planet and we are closer and farther away from them at any given time. Right. The goal is in the next 24 months to make telescopes that will allow us to look at these uh, near asteroids in great detail and decide if there's any kind of valuable resources on the asteroids. So theoretically, you could have an asteroid that's flying around in space that has platinum on it or iridium or things that we think are incredibly value to us. Unobtainium. Essentially, yes. This, I thought this we were just going to list Avatar. through Mass Effect resources. Yeah, no, seriously. <laughs> uh, the goal would be to find uh, an asteroid that has these things on it and then send out robots to mine the planet or the asteroid and then... Until they get crushed by the normally docile natives. Yes, exactly. Yes. <laughs> and then uh, you have a big fight and cut down the trees and then have sex with your hair. Um, so, no. So, after they've collected the resources, they decide if they want to bring them back to Earth or leave them in space orbit um, for future extraterrestrial missions. Hmm. Um, do you guys think about... So, one of the, the big things that most asteroids have on them is water. Ice crystals, water of some kind. And one of the big challenges of thinking about going to Mars is having sufficient water to make the trip there and back and living there and, you know, whatever it might be. So if you so can, what we do is we go to the asteroid, we change its direction. No, no, no. Have it slam into Mars and then we land near it. That's the worst idea. How many of them does Bruce Willis have to sacrifice <laughs> yeah. himself on? Yeah, how many Bruce Willis? All Willis's? of the Bruce Willis's. <laughs> Man, we only have a limited resource of Bruce Willis's. I'm not sure that's true. Actually. <laughs> No, so you could uh, you could theoretically save money by not having to put this stuff into space and fight our gravity. So you could mine these things, send them back. One of the big analogies that they were giving was that aluminum back in the day was far more valuable than gold. Its monetary value was higher because we didn't know how to extract it and and not machine it. But man, we were chumps. We yeah. We were... <laughs> that by the way is true in Civ Five. Really? Aluminum? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, fascinating. Oh, yeah. So anyway, aluminum once was more valuable than gold, and then we basically learned how to properly extract it, and then it became dirt cheap, right? I mean, Hmm. aluminum is everywhere. It's what we drink in our cans and throw in the garbage can, unless you recycle. So, Which you should. The goal, ideally, would be to find asteroids that had things like platinum on them and make Hmm. platinum essentially have a renaissance like aluminum did. So the the big challenge here is that they are trying to get venture capital for billions and billions and billions of dollars of telescopes and robots and spaceships. (laughs) To essentially make something really valuable. Trillions of dollars. Yes. Building better worlds. So what do you think happens if Avatar actually happens? What if we find an asteroid that has some kind of life form on it? They're going to send their ice monsters after us. No, no, no. Like like, like bacteria. Think of it. Real life, no movies. Get the James Cameron out of here. <laughs> we find algae or bacteria or insects on an asteroid. Do you think that it becomes the responsibility of Planetary Resources Incorporated to bring that stuff back? Or do they just say, screw it, we're mining this rock? Is there an ethical dilemma in yes. mining space? 
Depends on how hostile it is to life here, yeah. I think. I think that most uh, space, any kind of exploration or resource development should be done by private parties anyway because they seem to be taking that ball and running with it. Okay, but that's what happened but in if, Aliens and I was going to say, if Ridley Scott and Jim Cameron have taught us anything, yes. it's that that never works well, out. Well, then Gatani and... Yeah, yeah every, that's like, what I meant. No, it works great for everybody on Earth. It's just, you know, everyone in space is screwed. Just the morality of it all. I don't know. I think they would probably... If they found anything... And if that if they did choose to leak that information, I think that would be huge. Ah, there's the key. I think don't tell a, anybody that you found anything. Right, exactly. <laughs> well, we're just gonna drill through these things and hope <laughs> nobody finds out. It's on a nice need to know basis, and you know anyone that does, you know, is there firsthand to see it. We're in space. No one can hear you scream. Oh, man, it'd be such a controversy. And you found out afterwards that you killed the only outside of planet life. All right, Melissa, save us. Doritos or Cheetos? This is a relevant question. Is it? I worked 13 hours oh. yesterday because you stupid people weren't buying enough chips last week. So, Doritos <laughs> or Cheetos? <laughs> what does that even mean? Everybody waited till the last day. Everybody waited till 4th of July, basically, to buy chips this year. Because uh, the weather was so bad and nobody knew do? it was going to be nice and have barbecues and picnics. And so yesterday, oh, I did man. a three-person job by myself. Nice. Yeah. That's impressive. Doritos. All right. To eat Doritos. However, Cheetos work great as candles. That's they not just smell really bad. In any way. <laughs> My art it. teacher used to do it every time it. someone brought a Cheeto into the classroom. All right, so here's the challenge. Light it on fire. Up until a few years ago, we only had normal Cheetos, right? We had like cheese Cheetos and puffed cheese Cheetos. But nowadays we've Styrofoam got like... Styrofoam Cheetos. We've got the Flamin' Hots. Now we've got the Flamin' Hots and the Limons and the Salsas and all that stuff. So there's oh. now more variety than there ever was. That said, I hate all of those weird spinoffs of Cheetos. I like <laughs> the old-fashioned, make-your-fingers-cheesy... And I'm going to say Cheetos over Doritos. Kelly's got nothing. But Kelly's got the right Kelly's face Kelly's got dead right air. <laughs> you don't like any kind? I don't really like chips very much. I mean, I do. I do on the- Get out of this house. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't buy them Six guest, Mr. Schwarzenegger. So, yeah. No, I just, I just don't buy chips, really. I mean, I like tortilla chips for nachos once in a while. We have regular Doritos that don't have flavoring. That's almost a tortilla chip. By the way, Frito-Lay, if you're listening to this, why do you have regular Doritos? I understand having <laughs> I understand having Tostitos for the high end markets and Santitas for the like low income families. Hi. But why are the regular Doritos? Why do you want unflavored Doritos? Twelve. Drives me crazy. <laughs> I read recently that there are enough preservatives in the average bag of Doritos to mummify a small dog, which just brought me back to that episode of Future. Dog Rama nachos. You can make dog nachos. Small dog, and I just started crying everywhere. So. I'll give it a resounding meh as well. So we've got two Cheetos and a Doritos, right? And two mehs. And two yeah. mehs. All right, go. Would you slash could you give up access to the internet for a year in exchange <laughs> for $100,000? Yes. Okay, yes. Let's, let's think I this would through. freaking yes. This means no email. This Fine. means no Netflix. Fine. This means no anything from Fine. the internet. Fine. You could do it. I could do that. Oh, yeah. In fact, I'd, by the end of that year, I'd be happy about you it. You were the one a couple episodes ago that said you would jump out of an airplane with a one in five chance of okay, dying. That was which, a by the way, excessive. was a really cool conversation. <laughs> yeah. but, but no, this I would definitely do, for sure. What about for $10,000? Yeah. At what point would you say... Eh, I think 10000 is my... 10000 is the lower limit. limit. Yeah, because, I mean, I make more than 10000 in a year, a lot more, so... Can you do ladies. your job without the internet? Yes, mostly. Really? No, everything. No internet at all. I would have to have some people download a couple things for me every day. But so you can't, you can't get your music? 
you can't get. I already have my music. <laughs> it's all like already. I on got there. what I need. No more syncing. No more podcasts. That's no fine. more. You yep. think you could do it? I could totally do it. All right. This story came up because a guy from The Verge, which is a tech blog, yes. uh, is taking a year off the internet, and everybody thinks he's crazy. Oh man, it's not. Uh, I it's not Scott, is it? I don't remember the guy's <laughs> name. Um, but yeah, he's he's switching to a dumb phone. Scott like, Lowe. No, it's not Scott Lowe. Uh, <laughs> I forgot that he worked there. But yeah, no Netflix, no no Skype, no email. Like every you know, if you want to do your bill paying, you have to call somebody. Like all of that stuff, or send a letter with a stamp on it. Um, for an entire year, he's taking a a break from the internet, and I don't think I could do it. I mean, I like to think that I could do it, but it's become such a pervasive part of modern living that, you know, I, I couldn't schedule anybody at Mars Hill. Like I couldn't, yeah. I couldn't perform a lot of my functions. I couldn't do my job. Like yeah. there's a part of my job that requires the internet. Um, so I think unless you're like Bon Iver or the guy that wrote into the wild, it's pretty much impossible. Living I, in a shack in Idaho. Yeah, exactly. It's enough of a, it's not even a commodity anymore. It's such an integral part of our culture that I think it's completely necessary. That being said, no, I wouldn't do it, but I wouldn't pay a hundred thousand dollars a year for internet access either. <laughs> okay, so, yeah, if you spin it around, that's. What do you think the lower limit for you would be to do this challenge? And if you fail, and if you fail, you get retire on. At, <laughs> it'd have to be something I could retire on at the age of like twenty. So, like a million dollars, <laughs> maybe two or three. All right, just to live in excess. What about you, Melissa? So I can't do my job without the internet. Right. Like I, I literally cannot do my job without the internet i take attendance on the internet i do grading online i i i mean if for some reason it was a compelling interest i could probably get the school to let me do everything on paper and somebody else (laughs) would have to get paid to enter all of my stuff online (laughs) but tas and i was i was thinking i was (laughs) trying to do the math in my head and thinking about the economics of like how much money i make a year versus $100,000 and the fact that I could take a year off of my job, get the $100,000 and then go back. The problem is I like my job. Mm. How, how difficult do you think it'd be to abandon the internet? It would be tough. A lot of your friends far away. like it, So honestly, the, the things I keep thinking about are in fact work related. I, I use the internet a lot for keeping students up to date, keeping parents up to date, emailing, communicating, looking stuff up, coming up with lesson plans, um, downloading things, checking the library to see if they have a movie or a book that I want to use as a resource for my students. I use Netflix in my classroom. I used Vudu for the first time in my life because it, they had the movie that I wanted to show my students, which, by the way, was fantastic success and I'm glad we did it. Um, so I don't know that my life would actually be poorer for not having the internet, but so much of the way I do my job is tied to the internet that I don't, I don't think I would do as good a job as a teacher without it. So you just brought up an interesting point. Do you think your life would actually improve more than it would not improve by abandoning the internet? As a distraction in our lives, as, as people that stare at their phones and play around and, and ignore family members or whatever it might be to interact with the internet, do you think there'd be more positives than negatives by abandoning it? I don't know. Sounds like every 90s sitcom that said we watch too much TV. Well, we've all seen it nowadays, <laughs> though, right? We're like a whole family is sitting in the living room and everybody's on their own like electronic device and nobody's talking. I mean, that's, yeah. that's the modern family. And 
I can't help but wonder if there was no internet access. What are you laughing at, Amy? <laughs> we actually had that moment in my family not too long ago. I've, I've seen that in your where family. <laughs> I think... I've been part of that loop. <laughs> I was on my computer. My mom was on my dad's computer, and my dad was on his Nook or something to that effect. My mom looked up and goes, ah, a picture of the modern American family, because we were all on electronic devices. And, I mean, for me personally, I could not communicate with a lot of people if I took a year off the internet. My best friend lives in Sacramento. That makes it a little challenging. Mm -hmm. We Skype on a semi-regular basis. <clears throat> you know, those kinds of things don't work out so well for me. Also, I'm a little bit of a news junkie, and so not mm -hmm. having the internet is, is quite bothersome. My life without podcasts would be quite awful. We can even yeah. put this podcast yeah, up. What the seriously. heck? Without podcasts and reddit i wouldn't know what happens in the world yeah, that's actually true for me too because <laughs> i mean who's gonna get a newspaper yeah, especially seriously. the Olympian. what is that crap like i don't even know what would happen does he, we, we could get the physical subscription to the new york times it would be cost like six hundred dollars yeah, i was gonna say you no. and like two other people it, yeah. it would be slightly more expensive than the digital subscription we have but all right one more card Wait. The, what am okay. i ne next yeah you are next this or that waffles or pancakes oh no Waffles. This was on GameScoop like three years ago. We had waffles tonight, so I figured it'd be a good question. Yeah. Kelly, is this really a debate for you? You are the biggest waffle eater I know. <laughs> that sounds like some kind of like it's racial slur. <laughs> you waffle eater. It does sound like a lot. Yeah. I'll drive like to the that. west side anymore. Too many waffle eaters. <laughs> yeah. Stupid waffle eater. Oh, uh, hey. Hey. Easy, right, let's dude. Let's keep it's this offensive. PG. Come on. What's your All right. I like them both. Pick one. I can't pick one. You, got, you want me to be picked between my children or something, you know? Yes. When was the last time you ate a pancake? Last year? No. When? Recently-ish. How recently? Not more recently than waffles. Well, no, because you just <laughs> fed me waffles. <laughs> His point still stands. Yeah. All right, so Melissa said right. waffles? Yeah. Amy? I've always liked waffles better. I have to go with pancakes because ah. Granddad used to make Mickey Mouse pancakes for us when we would stay with the grands. Andrew? Oh, man. I like to give Kelly crap for this, but I can't choose one either. I mean, they're both fantastic. Oh, I come mean, on. You both can't hold, be hold mad. On, hold on. Two I've, questions. I've got this. I've got this. It's, I guess if someone put a gun to my head, I'd say, well, I'm not surprised. <laughs> to those listening at home, <laughs> he's now probably the 44 Magnum between my eyes. Um, said something about it being the original point and click interface. But anyway, so yeah, I'd go with waffles, I guess, just because they've got those convenient little syrup pockets everywhere. That's nice. See, that's the problem with waffles for me is that the syrup gets in there and then it just gets weird and a little soggy. Yeah, Melissa, you don't like soggy just bread. Eat How it at a normal them? speed. How do you deal with waffles? That's the beauty of waffles is that a well-cooked waffle has that kind of crunchy exterior. Yeah, it's waterproof. It doesn't get soggy. I don't know about waterproof. I'm uh, pretty sure you could use one as a life preserver. <laughs> <laughs> for a while. I've tried. For a brief I've moment <laughs> in time. Kelly, come on. I will not choose between oxygen and nitrogen. No. <laughs> <laughs> If you had to choose, let me tell you. Uh, yeah, oxygen. oxygen. <laughs> <laughs> How about oxygen and hydrogen? Inert gases don't really do much for you. Oxygen and hydrogen. I can tell you that for a fact. If I All right. have one of those, I wouldn't have water, right? You would, yeah. If you lost yeah. one of them, you would literally just like vaporize in front of us. It'd be kind of awesome, actually. Um, Please don't. I would oh, go with, dark. I would like to keep <laughs> waffles because of the little pockets of goodness. Right. I mean, they, they, they infuriate me because I'm kind of OCD and I want to like get butter in all of them. So you like spend forever trying to like get butter. Oh, yeah. It's and then by the time you're done, you've used like a quarter of a stick of butter. Just and you've ruined half of yeah, it. Yeah. And then it just tastes <laughs> disgusting. Tearing it apart. Yes. Yeah. So yeah, waffles. That's the correct answer. All right. 
There is a wrong on that one. There is a wrong, <laughs> and Kelly chose it. Um, all right. Wait, wait. You guys all chose three questions. I only got two. Uh, Kelly, you don't have time for this. What's the pink one? All right, one? do the pink one. What's the pink one? Do it. What is it? I don't know. Would you rather be able to hear any conversation or take back anything you say? Oh. Take back anything I say. Take back. Take back. Anything at all? Anything once. I would take, I, I would listen to hear any conversation. Oh, you can only listen yeah. to one conversation. Oh, just what? one? I don't know. What does it say? It says any conversation. I thought it was a superpower. Mm, I'll take back anything. Yeah, it sounds like a superpower to me. Okay. Infinite listens and infinite take backs. I would yes. do infinite listens. All right. As would I become yeah. super paranoid. You would, <laughs> no, the things you would be able to hear. Like, like Area 51 like, knowledge or what do you mean? Yeah, like, like mm. state secrets and stuff. I just want to know what people are saying about me behind my back. So it would be nice to be able to take back all the mean things I've said, though. <laughs> you got to. It's kind of self, it's yeah. selfish. Like just like yeah. just be more tactful. I could, I could be, well, yeah. yeah. <laughs> or just be really, really witty. I'm sticking with take back. All right, is that everybody? All right, F1 <laughs> league update. Scott is still in the lead with 926 points, but I have now supplanted Amy in second with 855. Amy. I think that this last race just shouldn't count because everyone failed. Except me. Amy, <laughs> 787. Carly, How jumping from 6th to 4th with 747. She is hot on the heels of Amy. Melissa down in 5th with 740. David, 6th with 667. And Jackie, still in last place with 542. And Kelly in 1st with solid par, with zero. Did not start. Uh, quick question for the girls. We've been watching a lot of Olympics uh, trial coverage. Are you at all concerned you're going to get burnt out by the time the Olympics starts? No. <laughs> you guys have been watching a cool. lot of coverage. Like, do you, you don't think it's going to lose some of the like specialness? No. no. All right. I'm a little concerned. I think I'm going to have to take a break I, from the trials. You guys answer like family <laughs> doubled there over there. <laughs> uh, the fun thing about the trials is that you get to learn who these people are and you get to cheer for some of the old people that have been around for a while, especially are, with old swimming. People in the Olympics? I know all of the men's gymnastics teams. You names. know the names. I know them by sight. I could tell you who each one is. Yes, there are people that comp- try to compete in the Olympics occasionally. They're not super old, but they're on the older side. You said Dara old people, I just imagine. Like, did not make it, which makes old. me a little 65 <gasps> senior Olympics. Like but Martin it means Jane that I get rings. to cheer for, <laughs> but watching it means that I get to cheer for Peter Vanderkay, which is someone who's not Michael Phelps or Ryan Lochte to cheer for because that's important. No, no, American. he's American. Fair enough. And I don't get to cheer for Ian Thorpe because he didn't make the Olympics. No torpedo. I know. All right, <laughs> wrap this up. You can like us on Facebook, facebook.com slash TNS podcast. Also send us more questions and topics. That way it's not always Luke topics. TNS podcast <laughs> at gmail.com. We've got some dubstep tonight. Uh, it is a song called the desert rain by Mars and David. And uh, that's helpful. I don't know what Kelly is playing right now. Or why is that sounds atrocious on, on the headphones. Totally atrocious anyway. <laughs> I can't make it stop. <laughs> oh, Double tap the it home won't button. Stop. Too much skeuomorphism. You can't figure out what was. Pull the tape out of the deck. There I don't go. get it. Got it. Okay. Oh man. So we're gonna try to make this more regular. I think our schedules have settled down a little bit. So hopefully you'll hear us again in two weeks. Andrew, what do you think? Is this as good as you hope. This hoped? was pretty sweet. Lived up to all of your expectations and more. All right. Until then, <laughs> we will catch you later. Goodbye. <laughs>